Welcome to the Not A Mommy Yet podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Fay. I started the Not A Mommy Yet blog and this podcast because I've always known I want to be a parent one day, and you might be listening because you feel the same. You may have also heard people with kids say things like, I wish I had known this before I had kids, or I wish I had done that. Hearing those comments made me think about the parts of my life I want to spend more time focusing on before I have kids in ways that will benefit me as a parent. So I started a list of people who can teach me about health, money, relationships, psychology, and more, and started interviewing them, and this podcast was born. Whether you plan to have kids or not, I think you'll find something interesting in this podcast for you. I hope you enjoy, subscribe, and maybe even share it with a friend. Thank you so much for listening. This week on the Not A Mommy Yet podcast, I am speaking with Aziel Rogers, the lead esthetician at The Things We Do. She has been my go-to for facials since 2019, and I always leave her feeling so refreshed, and my skin is so happy. We chat about when to mask and how to tone. She shares some tips about icing your face and how to facial massage properly, too. We also talk about brands we both love and the proper amount of sunscreen we should be wearing, which actually blew my mind, and when to get a facial based on where you are in your cycle, which is something that I never really thought about until now. Oh, and my computer dies at some point, so expect an awkward pause mid-sentence. Thank you to the powers that be allowing for that to happen, despite my computer being fully plugged into the wall at the time. Please enjoy this episode with the amazing Aziel. Okay, well, hi, Aziel. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Natalie. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, so for anyone listening, I met Aziel through the things we do. Um, she's the lead esthetician there, and so I've been getting facials from her for a little over a year now, but there's been quite a gap because of COVID. Um, we finally got to have our first facial together again um, about last month, and I'm having another one in a couple weeks, which I'm super excited about to start getting those consistently again. Um, but Aziel, I'd love for you to introduce to the audience yourself and your background and how you got into skincare. Yeah, so my name is Aziel, and I am the lead esthetician at The Things We Do. I have been in the skincare world for maybe like five and a half years now, and I... So leading up to me going to school to become an esthetician, I just was so lost. Uh, I was in and out of school. I was working like odd jobs. And then when I just decided to jump into it, it's kind of like all the doors open for me, like one after the other. Mm. And it made me feel like, yeah, this is what I was meant to do because I really love beauty. I love taking care of people. And I think the biggest thing, when I was so unsure of what to do, I just didn't know how to meld those two worlds together. And so I'm so appreciative and so grateful that I found something I love doing and that connects me with people like Natalie. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad I met you too. It's, it's definitely hard to find facialists that I feel like align with your goals. And also like I, I had this one in New York and I've been dealing with acne since I was 17, like different waves, you know, I've been on Accutane twice and then, um, it kind of went away for a while. It was like pretty mild in college, but then when I moved to New York, it like exploded. And I think it was just, I mean, who knows what it was, probably the stress of moving took a toll on me, but walking around and constantly being outside around 
so much like dirty air. Um, I don't know. It was probably a bunch of stuff combined, but I found this facialist who I really liked, saw her once a month. And then she like kind of got mad at me once, I think for doing like extractions at home or something. And she just like attacked me and re-inflamed all of my acne. Like it was awful. I was so close to like, I don't even know what happened. It was bizarre, but anyway, so I stopped seeing her and then I just kind of had to do it myself for a while. But anyway, when I moved to LA, um, my cousin knows the founder of the things we do and she recommended it. And so I was super excited to meet you. And, um, yeah, so today we're going to talk a little bit about obviously skincare at home, which is kind of our only option still for a lot of people. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, dealing with masks, cleaning masks, keeping your skin clean underneath and how to kind of navigate that. Um, I'm also really curious about facial massage. It's like something that's been coming up a lot on my discovery page on Instagram. So I'm starting to like want to learn more about doing that at home as well. And then products and ingredients. You know, that's something um, I got to go through with Aziel. Um, and I went through with you all of the products that I use on my skin, all the ingredients. And that was so helpful just to have that validation that you like thought that that was good. And I was using, I was on the right track, especially for my skin type. So yeah, I'm super excited. And I think that we can just get into skincare at home. Um, something that I'm always curious about is like finding a schedule and a rhythm. You know, sometimes I really just want to go hard and like mask every day or like exfoliate every day or like do these things every single day. Cause I feel like that's when you get the results, but it's been interesting to see when I do things every other day or two times a week, three times, that's when you really see results when you're way more patient and like the have the less is more approach. So what do you recommend to your clients when they're like masking at home or using a chemical exfoliant or a physical one, maybe for certain skin types, what do you recommend for that schedule? So, okay. To me, I'm all about practicality and I'm also all about like what works for you. Mm. So if you're at least doing something for your skin once a week, then it's going to be helpful, especially when it comes to masking and it depends what kind of mask and what your goals are with your skin. Um, so everything for me, it's also customized, you know, if I'm making the recommendations um, and I try to take into account a person's lifestyle as well. Uh, if you are going to be using a lot of like play-based masks, I would say like one to two times a week, mm -hmm. just so it's not over drying the skin because it can, you know, help with that oil and, um, with pulling that oil mm -hmm. or how should I say this yeah um plant-based masks will help with um calming like oil production in the skin mm -hmm. um and yeah I, you just don't want to over dry or over exfoliate the skin when it comes to exfoliant exfoliants um, unless you're like super super oily I would say like no more than three times a week um and even just once a week as well um Okay, so you have to think of your skin like you have these dead layers of skin, quote-unquote, dead layers of skin, um, and they're all stacked up against each other. Uh, and it's basically there to protect the bottom layers of the skin, where the bottom layers, like the, the dermis, that's where that collagen production is happening, and that's where the melanocytes are as well, where they're, they're the ones producing, you know, like our melanin and, and like how thicker the elasticity of the skin. Mm -hmm. 
And so all those dead layers of the skin, if you are constantly like scraping against it, then you're going to cause this like impairment to the barrier that should naturally be there, you know? Um, and it's there to protect you for, for a reason. So that's why if you're over exfoliating or if you have like very dry skin, it's easier for, um, for like infections to happen. It's easier for like inflammation to show up on the skin because things can penetrate like deeper into the skin better. Yeah, no, that does make sense. But it's interesting because what I feel like you see a lot of people saying, don't forget to exfoliate. Otherwise, all this money you're spending on products is just sitting on the surface layer and it's not actually penetrating deep. So you're kind of getting mixed messages, you know, like that you want to make sure that that extra layer is gone, but then also you need it kind of for protection. So how do, it's about like finding that balance, I guess. Um, of just, yeah, like you said, not over exfoliating. Yeah, definitely all about balance. Yes, absolutely. Um, something that I've been doing, I've been using the Freck cactus water that you recommended, which I love. I've worked my way up to now using it every night, except for the one night a week that I do the Biosance. Um, it's a chemical exfoliant mask. Um, I forget what it is. But I'll get the name of it. Um, but anyway, so I do that once a week, just kind of as like a little bit of a deeper exfoliant that's gentle, but you know, you just leave it on your skin for a few minutes. And the Freck has been amazing. I'm so happy with it. <laughs> like that was probably the best addition to my routine, I guess. Because um, that was the other thing too that you hear is like to switch it up every few months. So for me, I've found a product line, the one I was telling Yeah, so um, changing my routine kind of scares me now because I have this product line that I know I'm using the exact same products on my skin every single day, twice a day, but my acne is like... I'm, I want to say a month away from going makeup free, hopefully forever. Like that's my goal. And that's kind of how close I am. So when I hear that, it kind of gives me anxiety, but I'm also worried about my products becoming less and less effective. So kind of how do you help people figure that out? I guess if there is a necessary transition or is it not really that necessary until you feel like it is? Yeah, I, I don't think it's super necessary. I think what people, um, what people see, okay, when they first start using products, they're going to, you know, experience those skin changes and hopefully it is for the better. And then after those few months that you've been using your product, you're not really seeing those drastic changes anymore because your skin has like adapted to it. Your skin has, um, you know, cleared or, so then that's when people are thinking like, oh, is this not working anymore? You know, for the, for the most part. And then when it comes to acne, it, yeah, it can be difficult to gauge. I mm -hmm. think like when you should be changing it up, if mm -hmm. you've been using a product for like, I want to say eight to 12 weeks and you just haven't seen any changes with it, then maybe it's not the right product for you. Um, and then with acne, it is a lot of the times like when it comes down to prevention, mm -hmm. um, and then to 
just also inflammation in your body. So, I mean, that goes hand in hand with the prevention part, but Mm -hmm. keeping inflammation low in the body. And I, I, I highly subscribe to this where, you know, really depends on what you're essentially eating. Mm -hmm. Like whole foods are really important and just to like optimize the way your body works overall too. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I've learned. I mean, I cut out dairy like six or seven years ago for that reason. Cause I know that that's one of kind of like the four main inflammatory food groups like with sugar and alcohol, dairy, and then other mm-hmm. animal products, but sugar and alcohol definitely stuck around. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm getting better with the sugar with refined sugars, I guess I should say and processed Mm -hmm. sugar, but, um, and alcohol too. I've almost completely cut it out. Like I'm, you know, I'm just going to try and keep it like social, which is so rare (laughs) these days. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I don't buy it at the grocery store anymore. So I don't keep it in the house. And that's really, really helped. Um, Mm -hmm. but anyway, um, yeah, the inflammation stuff, I can see how that has changed. Drinking green juice helps me also. Um, but yeah, finding the products that work and the ingredients. So when we're talking about ingredients, obviously there's the obvious ones that we hear all the time, like sulfates, parabens, phthalates. Um, what are you trying to gear your clients towards using for the most part? Because I know we had this discussion at my last facial was that um, some of the products that you use are not like completely all natural, but that doesn't mean that they're necessarily bad for the skin. Um, mm-hmm. So how do you find that, I guess, combination of the two worlds? Yeah, I... I- I kind of teeter between the two because I I do love what botanical ingredients mm-hmm. can do for the skin and I feel like long term it's not it's not bad. It's not gonna affect you negatively unless you're super sensitive mm-hmm. or like allergic to something. Um and then in terms of like being on the pharmaceutical or medical side um with skincare you know, a lot of these things have been studied for years and years and years. And just because, I mean, for me, just because it's a synthetic doesn't mean it's going to be bad for you. Mm-hmm. And maybe it also just depends on like the mentality and like how it fits into your lifestyle, you yeah. know, and what, how you see yourself using it. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm kind of, in between just because I know there are benefits, mm-hmm. um, to using both. And I, I yeah, I don't, I don't want people in general thinking like it's all bad. I, for, for products, I would say, you know, to in general, like if a product has like so many ingredients, um, it can be hard to, if you have a reaction to something, it can be hard to pinpoint what exactly was in there. So I'm also about like, minimal, you know? Yes, absolutely. And a lot of good products anyway are not going to have, like, I'm thinking of even ice clinicals or your skinceuticals where they are on the pharmaceutical side, but the ingredient list in each product is pretty minimal. Like there's not a lot of other things that go in there. They're just 
pretty, you know, they're just ingredients that are going to be beneficial for the skin. Yeah. They don't have just like unnecessary additives for whatever reason. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think, um, what are some of the brands that you really love? I know that there is no one size fits all approach to skincare besides like maybe drinking a lot of water, but like what, what kind of products do you really love in general, um, that you find yourself either using yourself or Mm -hmm. recommending to your clients kind of repeatedly? Yeah, I, I always, I love eminence. Like if that's, have you tried it? Yeah. Have you tried any of the eminence eminence? Yes. Yeah. I believe so. Let me pull it up and make sure. But yes, I think it was the, um, like the mask that I had. Um, it was kind of like a creamy, yep. Um, clear skin probiotic moisturizer. I tried the clear skin probiotic cleanser. I've definitely tried them before. Yes. I love Eminence and the fact that they are like an organic botanical line mm-hmm. that is geared towards like results driven mm-hmm. um, or yeah, results driven. I love that they are an organic natural line mm-hmm. and they are geared towards results, results. <laughs> getting results oh for their clients. Well, that kind of brings <laughs> me back to what you were saying about the, about the, did you say like eight to 12 weeks to try a product? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, to see if like if it, there will be any changes in the okay. skin. Yeah, yeah, I think that's always been my problem. I feel like maybe I've hit eight weeks for some of the products, but I'm always just like, show me results quickly. And and with this, with the Veriglow, now I got it in August, so it's been about six, seven months almost, and I feel really happy that I stuck with it because. I think like most people dealing with acne, any product, even if it is going to get them the results they want, is going to pull all this shit out first. And that takes a long time. Um, That takes like many, many cycles. Also with your period and your hormones going up and down, it's like you get like 10 steps forward, five steps back, 10 steps forward. It's like this like constant back and forth. But you know, once you get there, you're, you're so happy that you stuck with it. Um, and I did really like the Eminence brand. They, they, it was like very, very gentle, which was nice. Yeah. Okay. Dude, you hit on, on the head right there when you said, you know, just being patient because especially when you are an acne sufferer and you're not seeing those results right away, you're thinking like, Oh, this thing isn't working for me. I have to jump onto the next thing. And you're not giving time, like your skin time to adjust mm-hmm. to it and really reap the benefits of the ingredients in a product. Yeah. Well, we also see yeah. on social media, like people with like, you know, the beauty influencers, right. They have, typically pretty incredible skin like it looks like any product they put on it just like makes it all better even better than it already was and you're just like oh okay like I'm gonna try that but you have a totally different skin type and obviously you put it on and your skin isn't perfect and you're like wait what's wrong with my skin so it's definitely just tuning out the noise and finding what works for you and being patient of course is like yeah yeah definitely Um, so yeah, that was something that actually going back to the sinking skincare with your cycle. I know I sent you that, um, PDF before our talk. And actually that's why I booked my appointment with you on March 3rd is because I'm going to be in my follicular phase, which is the best phase for extractions. And, um, so I thought that was super interesting because estrogen is rising and your skin is thicker and more elastic. So it's like a better time for facials. And, um, this is something I'll share with everyone in the podcast notes because it's so, so interesting. Um, but 
do you ever, like, has anyone ever brought this up to you before? Or have you ever had this conversation with your clients about like how our hormone levels kind of influence when we should have certain skincare treatments? Not as in-depthly as that chart that you sent me, um, which was amazing. By the way, I was like, I was reading it and I was thinking, oh my gosh, yes. Like (laughs) this makes so much sense. Like, (laughs) um, well, we'll talk about like, you know, I think, um, kind of glaze over a client will tell me, oh yeah, I'm starting my period soon. So I wanted to come in and make sure like, you know, I get some good extractions in Mm -hmm. or just like help with calming inflammation in the skin that they're seeing at the time. Um, but yeah, during the follicular phase, Mm um, it, it, yeah, it made so much sense because sometimes when I'm working on somebody and then especially the extractions, you can kind of see that the skin isn't like bouncing back as quickly. Mm. Um, you'll, you'll notice it too. Yeah. And then, you know, during that phase, I'm sure, you know, after extractions, the healing process for everything to calm down, I'm sure it's just way faster than yeah. if you were doing it like right before your period. Right, right. Yeah. No, that yeah. makes so much sense. Um, yeah, I'm super excited that I found this chart because I'm trying to like sink my whole life to my cycle because <laughs> where this came from was the book In the Flow. And um, basically, the whole book is about, you know, kind of cycle syncing your life with your, with your cycle and the different phases of it. I mean, even like working out has been such an interesting understanding, um, as well, like how the best time to do cardio versus light yoga. And it's just like, some of it is intuitive, but I feel like a lot of us now, we just kind of do things when they're convenient. Like I'm going to book a facial. When is my next free day? Like, and you just think about your calendar. You don't think about your cycle. Same with like working out, like, I ate a cheeseburger last night. I want to do cardio today. But if you do cardio today, you might actually release more cortisol. So it's like just understanding our bodies. um, And that starts with, you know, skin, internal, external, the whole thing. So I'm super excited to know that and understand it better. Um, Yeah. And then facial massage. So I know that you do this during your facials. You do, you know you like kind of beat my face up, but it feels really good. (laughs) Um, so kind of what are you learning about facial massage now is I feel like it's becoming a little bit more mainstream to do it at home. Um, so what, how do you kind of incorporate that and have, have you had clients who've like kind of asked you about this? Yeah, I've had, I've had people ask me about like how, how they can do this at home. Um, tools are helpful, but yeah, nothing compares to the hands. Mm. It's there for you, you know? Um, and I always say, as long as you have like slip on the face and you're not, um, pulling or dragging the skin downwards and you're working in the product and always working in upward motion, uh, yeah, you can't really go wrong. And I would say not a lot of, um, not, yeah, as long as there's slip, um, then that way you're not like pulling on the skin too much mm-hmm. and then cut the break in the elasticity in the skin. So doing it like after you moisturize. Yeah. Yeah. After you moisturize, um, I kind of do it 
even in my treatment, I don't, there's not a specific time for me to do facial massage um, because I'm kind of incorporating massage throughout the whole process. Yeah. Like when I'm cleansing, when I'm applying serum, when I'm applying the moisturizer. And so you could take that and do that for yourself at home too. Um, I love double cleansing. Uh, so I first cleanse with an oil cleanser to remove SPF, to remove any makeup I'm wearing. And I take my time with it too. Um, I really work it into the skin um, and kind of intuitively what feels good and kind of feeling if there is any areas of tension in my face and just working around those areas a little bit longer. Mm. And then you mm. wash with a just a, a normal cleanser? Yeah. And then my personally for my second cleanser, I like to switch it up because I, I love products. Yeah. It's so bad. I am trying to be better about not buying so many things as I, I always want to try different things, but yeah, I'll switch up my cleanser depending on how my skin is doing. And then also go in and make sure I'm taking my time, especially the areas where I'm super, I'm feeling super congested. I really work it into those areas. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it does make sense that you'd want to try new products considering what you do for a living. Yeah. Um, and if your skin isn't like mad at you for it, you know, why not? Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, we see now on Instagram, people love to post their cabinets of their 17 million products. And it's like, this is kind of what we're being shown. And um, it's been hard to kind of minimize and go back to just the basics. Um, but when it comes to pulling the face, you know, you, when, uh, applying toner is kind of what came to mind immediately with like a cotton swab. And I have the reusable ones that I mainly use for like the oil cleanser. But, um, would you say like dabbing toner is better or can you gently wipe if you're going upward in an upwards motion? Uh, yeah. So I think it depends also on what you are using the toner for, if that makes sense. Like if you're using toner to like make sure everything is removed, mm. then yeah, like a quick little wipe everywhere is fine for me because I double cleanse and then I don't want to like cause so much friction on my skin afterwards. Um, I'll pour it in my hand and just I'll press it yes. in. I've done that before too. Okay. So maybe, yeah, yeah for my, fr yeah, that makes sense. Cause the freck one I mm -hmm. use after my regular toner so maybe the freck one more gentle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also using ice cubes has been I, – I, like, I knew about ice cubes, and, of course, I've done them in the past when I get a pimple here and there. But I just, like, take – I mean, I just, like, put it on my whole face, massage it in before the toner, and after I wash my face – and I double cleanse too. I have the makeup remover that's, like, an oil-based, and then I have my cleanser. But um, – yeah, using ice cubes has just been a game changer too. I'm so happy yeah. about that. You know what? You should try freezing. You should try freezing aloe. You know how you can buy aloe at like Sprouts or yeah. Whole Foods. Um, just put it in those like ice cube containers and freezing it, and then putting it on your skin. Um, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah, just like so yeah, basic yeah. aloe, no ingredients except for aloe. That's a really good idea. Oh, I did want to talk about masks and mask wearing because that's something that's not going to go away okay. yeah. for a while, obviously. So I found actually these really great masks online that have colloidal silver woven in. So they're more antibacterial and antimicrobial, which is really good for me. Um, I wear it under a KN95. So I'm still like 
because I don't think cloth masks are that great. Um, but at least it's like a barrier for my skin to not be touching the masks, which always like smell bad and just like feel weird on my skin. And like, I just, I hate them. So anyway, what do you, (laughs) what have you, um, kind of been doing yourself mainly, um, but recommending for people who are like concerned about that bacteria buildup and wearing masks? Yeah. Yeah. Wearing. Yeah, I know. It's been so bad for me too. And I, my skin is very resilient, but wearing the disposable mask, like there's so much irritation, there's so much congestion. And I just have to be mindful of, especially the disposable mask, like mm-hmm. throwing them away. I can't wear them too often. Mm-hmm. And, um, even the cotton ones, just making sure I'm washing them and not reusing them. Plus you want to do that anyway. Cause like yeah. it's, you know, yeah. being exposed to the exactly. outside world. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Keeping the skin hydrated, like doing some spritzes under your mask, it helps to keep the skin calm. And I kind of think of it as like, um, it's like humid. It's a humid environment. So it's like heat, it's bacteria, you know, it's your mouth. So you have bacteria in your mouth and then you're kind of keeping a trap there and Mm -hmm. it's like circulating in that area. Yeah. It's not the best environment. (laughs) I know. Um, It's awful. I actually worked on a set doing wardrobe in August and you of course have to keep your mask on the entire day that you're on set and it's like an eight hour day and you're lugging bags of clothes and you're setting them up and then you're running to set and then, and so it's like you're sweating and I was wearing makeup, which was definitely on me. I just shouldn't have done that. But anyway, every night I'd come home and do a clay mask. Cause I was like, I just want to like get as much out as possible. Like I'm so stressed out from this day of just like having this on. And so between the clay mask every single night, which was aggressive and then wearing the masks all day, every single day for two weeks straight, my skin was not happy to say the least. Oh, oh, <laughs> and it was like literally a mask of acne, like exactly oh, where yeah. you wear the mask. And so yeah, the, I, God, wearing it all day, every day, I, I couldn't. I know. Yeah, I know. Especially those, like, K, the N95s. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so hydration is important. I would say, like, even skipping um, thicker, if you're, if you're using thicker moisturizers or SPF, because you're going to have the mask there, um, just applying it where you're not wearing the mask. Um, but... Yeah, the silk masks are amazing. And that's what I recommend to people as well. You know, especially now that the CDC came out with like, oh, wearing two masks is going to like protect you better. (laughs) You know, yeah. so wearing a silk mask, even under a disposable or a cotton or another cotton mask is super, it's helpful. And I recommend silk because it's not going to be like, it's not going to be so um, like abrasive or harsh on the skin. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I have a silk one, so I can incorporate that more. The cotton ones are great, though. I, Again, like, I don't have to wear masks all day, every single day for work. Um, I only have to wear them when I go outside. But for the time that I am wearing them, mm-hmm. the it, they aren't, like, bothering me as much anymore, thankfully. Um, the other thing that I wanted to ask you was about sunscreen. So... Mm-hmm. I have a tinted moisturizer with sunscreen in it. And then I also have sunscreen that's just sunscreen. And sometimes 
most of the time I'll wear both. Like I'll wear the normal sunscreen first and then I'll do the tinted moisturizer. And then also I wear bare minerals, which also has SPF. So I feel like I'm putting a lot of SPF on my skin, but I think it might have been on your page that said like, don't trust makeup to be your SPF. So I wanted to like talk about that, like layering it, yeah, um, it. <laughs> switching it out, like kind of like, what do you, what are your recommendations for sunscreen? Yeah, I always recommend, I mean, I think the most important thing is reapplication. Like, yeah, so you can wear moisturizer with SPF. You can do, um, you know, makeup with SPF, uh, but don't let that be your initial layer, you know? Um, Yeah, so SPF right after moisturizer, if you can. Some people like going in with a moisturizer with SPF and that's totally fine. But important thing is reapplication for me. Yeah. So I just heard of this brand called Lumisol. Have you heard of this? No, I haven't. So I think it's a new, I think it's a new company. I heard it on a podcast last week. Um, the, the, I'm forgetting the founder's name, but anyway, it's a very light spray of sunscreen that you can apply on top of makeup. And it's specifically for reapplication throughout the day, because once you have makeup on, I mean, I have no way of reapplying sunscreen on my face. Like that would just be crazy. I would look insane. So, um, a product like this, I feel like is really needed. And I've seen like the powder sunscreens that then you can, they're kind of like a they'll absorb some oil and then that can easily go over your makeup. Um, but yeah, like for people who do wear makeup, I guess reapplication through a spray or a light powder really is the only option, right? Yeah. I, there's another brand, but the one I'm like, I think I've seen what you were talking about and it's like a mist, right? Yeah. And it's like a, it's a continuous mist yeah. that you can, apply. yeah. So I love that idea because then that to me, it means that you are, it's like a true reapplication. Whereas mm. this other brand, I can't think of the name, you spritz it and it's like a puff of SPF. Mm. And I feel like you're not get that even reapplication right. of SPF that way. I do like the powders for reapplication because it's just a quick little, yeah. you know, put it, put it on. And most of it, most of the time it's a mineral based as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mineral based SPF and then the oil absorption too, cause I'm an oily girl. So I like the powders for reapplication. Yeah, absolutely. And how often do you recommend reapplication? Like if you're like, I work at a store, where sunlight is kind of coming in, like I'm more in the back, but, but anyway, for people who are like, you know, seeing the sun throughout the day, even if it's not directly, how often would you say to reapply? Like every two hours. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta get better. Yeah. And then also, um, I mean, recommended like dosage of SPF is quite a bit. It's about like two tablespoons. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Matt. Yeah. I mean, so that's why reapplication is important too, because most people are not wearing that much SPF on. I'm not <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not doing like a little, probably like a penny size. <laughs> like I am nowhere yeah. near even oh, one okay, tablespoon. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, definitely <laughs> up that, uh, for sure. That'll be my first step. Uh, reapplication. I've also gotten so much better about putting sunscreen on my hands. Cause when I drive, I've just noticed the sun is hitting my hands so much. Um, but wow. Two tablespoons. I thought that you were going to say the SPF. It's like one level. or two. It, 
Oh, sorry. It's like one or two tablespoons, but what were you? Oh, I thought when you said the recommended dosage, I thought um, the SPF level, like is 25 good, 50? I feel like I've heard that after a certain point, it's not really, it doesn't make a difference. I don't know if that's true, but. Yeah. So, I mean, I always recommend SPF 30 at okay. least for every, for everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's yeah. a good one. I feel like that's manageable, easy to find. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. Cool. Well, I was super excited to talk to you about all this stuff and just learn more. I mean, skincare is such a huge part of my everyday life, um, whether I'm doing it or thinking about it. So (laughs) I appreciate your time and um, let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Aziel Faith. Um, And on on the things we do website also, there's a, there's a, profile <laughs> on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the things we do dot co dot we're co. fancy. Yes. yes. <laughs> and are you just at the downtown location or are you also doing Chino Hills too? Yeah, I'm downtown. Okay. And yeah, I yeah, I'm downtown. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so yeah. much. I appreciate your time. And I thought this was a great conversation. Thank you so much, Natalie. This was so fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Not A Mommy Yet podcast. I hope you learned something new about skincare. I know I did. And while we're all still limited in the services that we have access to or feel safe using, I hope this shed some light on the ways that you can continue taking that time in the morning and at night taking care of your skin. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me for you to rate and review it and maybe even share it with a friend. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you for listening.